I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Fire. I'm Luke Luker. Also, gunshots at a party in Harrisonburg send several people to the hospital. I'm Acacia James. The area road becoming safer for bicyclists soon. I'm John Dome. What businesses along the wharf are saying about the completion of the project? I'm Mike Marillo. Good morning. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington, and there's relief in Stockton, California, as local police make an arrest after several deadly shootings that are believed linked to a single suspect. With a suspect behind bars, Stockton police are now searching for a motive in a series of deadly shootings that put the Northern California city on edge for months. Thank God we don't have another serial killer on the loose. Makes me feel a whole lot better. Saturday, authorities announced they arrested the 43 year-old suspect Wesley Brownlee as he drove through the city streets armed with a handgun. Police say he was dressed in black with a mask around his neck. Correspondent Christian Benavides. Just about three weeks before the midterm elections that will determine what party controls the House and the Senate. A new CBS News battleground tracker poll finds Democrats losing ground on the economy, Republicans gaining it. What can change the situation to better favor the Democrats? Younger voters. Voters under 45 comprise just about a quarter of the electorate in our current House estimates. But if they turn out in the same proportion as they did in 2018 and vote in the same way they are predicted to, that could sway the House control to the Democrats. Fred Backus is manager of surveys for CBS News. There have been early morning explosions in the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv, blamed on what are being described as kamikaze drones. This is 60 Minutes correspondent Scott Pelley returned to Ukraine now about eight months into the Russian invasion. He looked at new evidence of Russian war atrocities in areas reclaimed by Ukraine. At St. Andrew's Church, in the days before Orthodox Easter, 116 souls rose from the grave. The town of Bucha was excavating the trench to rebury each victim with respect and with their name. Photos of the dead were posted online, DNA was taken, and families grieved to learn the fate of the missing. In this hemisphere, U.S. and Canadian forces have delivered tactical and armored vehicles and supplies to crisis-torn Haiti. CBS's Jerika Duncan with that. The equipment will be used to bolster police. They're up against powerful gangs who block the flow of critically needed humanitarian aid. The country is also battling a cholera outbreak. On the Health Watch, indications that the battle against COVID could, stressing could, also lead to a cancer vaccine. We have learned about in a large number of people how the immune system reacts towards mRNA, so this will definitely accelerate our cancer vaccine. That's Oslam Terechi of BioNTech, one of the key researchers behind the COVID vaccine. As of today, millions of Americans can start buying hearing aids without a prescription. The new federal rule affects adults, meaning above 18. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 303, Monday morning, October 17, 2022. It's 57 degrees. Good morning, I'm Rich Hunter. The top local stories we're following this hour... The attic fire at Mount Olivet Methodist Church in Arlington on Friday could have meant no Sunday service yesterday morning. But instead, the
The pastor of the city's longest continuously running church took the sermon outside. Well, you just never think it's going to happen to your church or your house or whatever it might be. Ken Spiker, a member of 25 years, was one of about 100 who came to the church's lawn for the outdoor service. Oh, I'm so glad we're, we're here. It just shows we, we're still coming together. Mount Olivet Pastor Sarah Keeling says that while they saw some misfortune, the church should be thankful. So much gratitude that no one was harmed, that the first responders responded with such speed. Keeling told WTOP she was happy with outdoor turnout in the wake of the fire. Had a pretty good feeling that people would want to come out and be together. Luke Luker, WTOP News. Police have arrested a Harrisonburg, Virginia man after a shooting near James Madison University. At least eight people suffered non-life-threatening injuries in the shooting. All eight were transported to area hospitals. Uh, five were transported to our local hospitals. And three were transported to UVA in Charlottesville. City spokesperson Michael Parks says it happened at an outdoor gathering on Devon Lane. Both JMU students and locals live in the complex and the injured people range in age from 18 to 27. The city police department is currently investigating to determine was there one shooter or were there multiple shooters. Acacia James, WTOP News. 20-year-old Tyreef Isaiah Fleming was arrested Sunday afternoon. He's facing a number of charges, including attempted murder. It's 3.05. Cyclists have long wanted Maryland to make old Georgetown Road safer for them to ride. Work is set to begin today. The six lanes that cars can use on old Georgetown Road is about to be reduced to four as the state of Maryland works to add buffered bike lanes to the traffic flow there. Those new bike lanes will run from the intersection with Nicholson Road near Rockville down south of the Beltway. And it comes after a recent study showed old Georgetown Road to be more dangerous for bicyclists compared to other roads in Montgomery County. Two bicyclists have been involved in fatal crashes on the road in recent years. John Dome in WTOP News. On its fifth anniversary last week, the war celebrated another milestone, the opening of its second phase. It was a welcomed announcement by businesses that already call the waterfront strip home. Libby Diamonds of Diamond Jewelry on the Wharf says she's excited that the second phase has now been completed. I think it's going to be really great for us. I know there's a lot of larger corporate offices coming in as well, so we're, we're just so excited to have the more the better. She says the Southwest Waterfront community has a unique draw. Feels like a resort here. You know, people come here just to kind of get away from life. With the completion of the mile-long project, developers say they hope next year with opening of new restaurants, hotels, and office buildings, the Wharf will see 10 million visitors. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. It's 306. A popular downtown Silver Spring restaurant will be back in business Tuesday after a fire shut it down in July. Even though the damage estimates at Copper Canyon Grill were around a half million dollars, the owners of the Ellsworth Drive restaurant have already put in double that amount in renovations. According to a news release, the owners wanted to be sure all systems are up to current code. Copper Canyon was already undergoing general renovations, and the owners say the three-month shutdown allowed those to be completed ahead of schedule. The renovations include a new exterior and foyer, but they're not done. Plans for future renovations include a chef's table and a sushi station. Sarah Jacobs, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather, a shooting leaves a man dead in southeast. It's 307. A lot of new information about voting. To help you focus, we've got just the thing. Symbols. Make sure you're registered and confirm your polling location. Redistricting could affect that. Symbols, please. You can vote early in person, absentee by mail, or on Election Day, November 8th at your polling location. For more info, go to vote.virginia.gov. 
Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Thanks for taking us along. It is 3.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather together on the 8th. Let's go to Carlos Ramirez in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thanks, Rich. In Virginia, the inner loop of the Beltway. Still got a few work zones for you as you head past 123, headed towards uh, the Dulles Toll Road. You will find them blocking two lanes along the left-hand side. Plenty of room on the right. Then you'll open up a bit. You'll have all your lanes available to you. That is until you just about get up towards 193, just before 193. In fact, you'll find them on the left once again. So just stay to the right-hand side of the roadway if you can. Basically from 123 all the way up towards the American Legion Bridge. To stay on the right, it'll be your best bet. Westbound 66, not much has changed here. They should be out here until approximately 5 a.m. Westbound 66 between Route 7 and the Beltway. Just a single left lane gets by, and because that work is along the right-hand side of the roadway. They're in fact blocking that ramp that would normally take you onto the outer loop. So westbound 66 cannot go southbound on 495 right now. You're going to either need to use Route 7 to access the outer loop or head over towards Nutley Street, come back around and uh, access the outer loop uh, from eastbound 66. Eastbound 66, according to VDOT, uh, the ramp to 50 eastbound is currently blocked as well. Cannot access 50 eastbound from eastbound 66. Gonna have to find an alternate route. In Maryland, I-270 southbound left lane blocked as you had passed 370 minimal delays of course uh, but you can fight along the right hand side towards the beltway so far beltway traffic looks good as you make way from 270 over towards i-95 i-95 in the bw parkway completely up to speed between the baltimore and capital beltways across the bay bridge standard traffic patterns you've got your three lanes bringing you westbound and two lanes take you eastbound 1-866-304-wtop is the traffic tip line in case you see an accident seeing an incident out there that we're not reporting. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Uh, thank you, Carlos. Now let's go to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. Temperatures are headed into the upper 60s to around 70 this afternoon. We're pretty cloudy out there. We'll stay mostly cloudy throughout much of the day. Some breaks of sunshine. Most of the rain tapers off this morning. A stray shower possible east of I-95 through this afternoon. Otherwise dry. For your Tuesday, highs will be in the mid to upper 50s with sunny skies. Both today and tomorrow will be very windy. Winds could gust as high as 25 miles per hour, making it feel cooler. Wednesday, highs will be in the mid to upper 50s with sunny skies. Winds finally growing calm. By Thursday, highs near 60 degrees. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. Right now, it's 59 degrees at the wharf. It is 59 at uh, National Harbor, 57 in Sterling, and it's cloudy and 56 degrees outside the WTOP studios. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 311. A man is dead after a shooting in southeast D.C. early Sunday morning. D.C. police say it happened just after midnight near 2500 Pomeroy Road in the Berry Farm neighborhood. Officers found 32-year-old Jamonte Brown with several gunshot wounds. He died at the scene. Marijuana arrests have dropped in Virginia since the state legalized recreational cannabis a year ago. But... A Washington Post analysis finds that the police in the Commonwealth are still more likely to arrest black people for weed-related offenses. Black people account for 20% of Virginia's population, 
But the report found black adults made up nearly 60% of marijuana-related cases appearing before the state's district and circuit courts. The findings echo results seen in other states and the District of Columbia. It's been more than 120 years since this got updated in D.C. That's when Teddy Roosevelt was president. It's D.C.'s criminal code put in place by members of Congress in 1901. We still had people who had owned slaves serving in Congress. Um, that's not who should determine what our criminal code is. City Councilman Charles Allen says the revision, which has taken about 16 years to craft, gets rid of mandatory minimum sentences. Mandatory minimums are not the best practice. Uh, it's kind of a failed policy that has actually led to the district being the leader in the nation of mass incarceration. Allen is recommending the current minimum for first-degree murder be kept. A final vote expected in November. Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. The Fairfax County Fire Department has a new system that allows people to create their own profiles. The profile would give firefighters details of any special needs they might encounter. A homeowner's profile might include, for example... If you have somebody in your home that is visually impaired or hard of hearing or perhaps bedridden or mobility limited, uh, you can put that into the, into the app. John Morrison with Fairfax County Fire says with businesses... They may provide us with things like their evacuation plans, uh, where offices may be if people work unique hours. To sign up at WTOP.com, search fire. In Alexandria, there's a similar setup called Smart 911. Christy King, WTOP News. Coming up on WTOP, even though the commanders were idle on Sunday, they were still in the news. Sports with Rob is next. It is 3-13. Everything I know about marijuana, I learned back when me and my friends had mullets. Yeah, I guess I got some catching up to do. And I'm curious about medical marijuana. It's legal in my state, I think. But is it right for me? Ugh. Where can I get reliable, professional answers to my questions? The answer to that question is Veriheal. V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L dot com. Medical marijuana can be complicated, even confusing. You want trustworthy answers without jumping through hoops or waiting to see a doctor. I'm a curious guy, but I'm a cautious guy, too. I need trustworthy information, reliable answers to my questions. So Veriheal sounds good. Tell me more. Veriheal.com is your single source for facts about medical marijuana and to pre-qualify online. Private and secure, quick and easy. Get started today with easy financing. V-E-R-I-H-E-A-L. Convenience is why we're here. Trust is why we're number one. Veraheal.com. Looking for a better way to get a commercial loan? Turn to Bergen Herbert Bank. We're local, nimble, agreeable. You'll end up with a better credit solution customized for your business needs. I'm David Boyle, president and CEO of Bergen Herbert Bank. And whether you're a real estate firm, a law office, or a professional practice, I can promise you this. We're the better commercial financing choice for your business. Burke and Herbert Bank. It's better here. At your service since 1852. Have Apple CarPlay or Android Auto in your car and the WTOP app on your phone? Then you have one-touch access to the WTOP live stream. 50 trying to head toward the westbound. Traffic end. reports, podcasts, this podcast has allowed us to and more. An orchestra. Check it out today. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red.
And now let's go to Rob Woodfork. Sunday night football served as a statement win for the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. 26-17 winners over the rival Dallas Cowboys to remain alone atop the NFC East entering their bye week. During the pregame show on NBC, Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio said Commander's owner Dan Snyder will be a topic of discussion at the owners' meetings Tuesday. Officially nothing about Snyder and his role as owner of the team is on the agenda. Unofficially, however, what will happen is late in the afternoon there will be a session with just the owners, and I'm told there is no doubt that Snyder's status will be discussed during that meeting of owners only. Doesn't mean there will be a vote or any action taken, but he will be discussed. And remember, there are two pending investigations. Both the NFL and Congress are looking into allegations made directly against Daniel Snyder. On the field, Washington, with or without Carson Wentz and his injured ring finger, hosts the Packers a week after Green Bay was blown out at home by the 4-2 and two Jets. The other New York team is 5-2 one after the Giants erased a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit to beat the Baltimore Ravens 24-20. Lamar Jackson's fourth-quarter interception led to yet another late-game meltdown. We stopped ourselves a lot. A lot of missed opportunities out there, especially in the red zone. I feel like we should have put more punts up, made a little hiccups here and there, and we, we got to fix those. Down a level, the latest AP Top 25 poll saw Tennessee jump up to number three after the upset victory over Alabama that dropped the Crimson Tide outside the top five for the first time in three years at number six. The Yankees forced to decide of ALDS Game 5 on their home field thanks to a 4-2 win over the Guardians in Cleveland. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. The top stories we're following for you on WTOP. Republicans could retake the House this year. A new CBS, a, a C, new CBS News battleground tracker survey says the number one issue for voters is the economy, specifically inflation. An inflation defense from the White House. Economic advisor Cecilia Rouse defended the limited progress the Biden administration has had on tamping down inflation. Rouse says the administration is starting to see signs that the actions they are taking are having an effect. Several loud explosions rocked the center of Kiev on Monday. The strike comes as fighting has intensified in the eastern regions of Donetsk and Luhansk in recent days. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. It's 317. A man was killed and three others were injured in a crash in the Germantown area. It happened on Saturday night in the area of Frederick Road and Plummer Drive. Montgomery County Police say a truck and a Jeep collided just after 11 Saturday night. A passenger in the Jeep died at the scene. The driver was taken to the hospital with serious injuries, but is expected to be okay. Our news partners at NBC4 said the driver and passenger of the truck were taken to, uh, to a hospital with minor injuries. The cause of the crash remains under investigation. It is 318. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Here's Carlos Ramirez in the WTOP Traffic Center. Indeed, here I am. Thank you so much, Rich. The southbound side of I-270 still has the work zone there headed past 370. Should have that far left lane blocks. Just stay to the right. You'll be okay headed southbound towards the Beltway. Northbound 270 looks completely up to speed as you head up towards the Frederick area. I-95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Both looking good. No crashes, no work zones to be seen right now. If you're headed on uh, 223, that's Piscataway Road. Looks like they still got that work zone there in either direction between Rosaryville Road and Sherwood Road. They are alternating traffic through that area. No delays because of it, though. You should be just fine. You'll be stopped for a quick moment to let traffic go by in the opposite direction. In Virginia, the inner loop of the Beltway, the work zone is between 123 and the Dulles Toll Road. Left side blocked. You should have two right lanes available to you. Past the Dulles Toll Road, things will open up for a moment, but as you approach 193, you'll see cones along the left side once again. So you should have at least one lane available to 
see you headed up towards the American Legion Bridge. Westbound 66, from Route 7 to the Beltway, a single left lane gets by the work zone. And of course, keep in mind that uh, in addition to that uh, right lane being blocked, they also have the ramp to the outer loop of the Beltway completely shut down. Westbound 66 cannot go onto the outer loop of the Beltway. That's southbound 495. Keep that in mind as you head out the door this morning. If you're headed eastbound on 66 towards Route 7, single lane gets by that work crew as well. And real quick, VDOT says that the eastbound uh, 66 ramp to eastbound 50 is still shut down as well. Uh, go ahead and find an alternate route if you can. Either the Fairfax County Parkway or 123 are both solid options. I-95, 395 looking good. Outer loop of the Beltway across the Wilson Bridge up to speed and no issues headed uh, towards Oxen Hill. Carlos Ramirez, WTOP Traffic. Uh, thank you, Carlos. Now let's go to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. Well, my friends, for your Monday, you can expect a mostly cloudy day. Temperatures in the upper 60s, near 70. Most of the rain is gone as we head throughout the day. Showers, though, are prevalent throughout the early morning hours and then possibly a stray shower east of 95 later in the day. But like I said, improving conditions today. Very windy, gust as high as 25 miles per hour. Same for your Tuesday, very breezy, but we are dry and sunny with highs in the mid-50s. Mid-50s on Wednesday with mostly sunny skies. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Samara Theodore. Right now, it's 59 degrees at Tyson's Corner. It's 59 degrees at Crofton, and it is 56 degrees outside the WTOP studios, brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, a local history teacher receives special recognition. It's 321. At the Virginia Department of Elections, we realize there's a lot of new information about voting. To help you focus, we've got just the thing. Symbols. Make sure you're registered and confirm your polling location. Redistricting could affect that. Symbols, please. You can vote early in person, absentee by mail, or on Election Day, November 8th at your polling location. For more info, go to vote.virginia.gov. Caring for atrial fibrillation requires a team of medical specialists working in rhythm to create the best treatment plan for your unique risk factors. At ANOVA, our integrated AFib team works together to provide personalized care that is proven to achieve the best results. We work in sync to make sure your heart beats in regular rhythm. Schedule your AFib consult today at ANOVA.org slash heartbeat. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is WTOP News. Good morning. It's 322. A sixth grade history teacher is awarded for making history come alive for students. Nellie Beeman teaches at Eagle Ridge Middle School in Ashburn. She's being honored by George Washington's Mount Vernon. It's the 14th anniversary of the History Teacher of the Year Award. Beeman has been teaching for 12 years and is being recognized for, as one colleague wrote, constantly finding ways to bring history to life. Beeman also wins a $5,000 cash prize and a fully funded field trip to Mount Vernon for her students. At the ceremony, Mount Vernon's Vice President for Education, Allison Wickens, noted, Both our teachers this year are from Loudoun County. This 
year's runner-up, James Sasick, is an eighth-grade civics teacher at Blue Ridge Middle School in Purcellville. Liz Anderson, WTOP News. The Military Women's Memorial is celebrating 25 years this weekend. Today, service women and supporters gathered at the memorial to celebrate the dedication of the new Vaught Center. It's named after the memorial's founding president, retired Air Force General Wilma Vaught. Without General Vaught, the memorial would never have been built. Retired Major General Jan Edmonds. She's also the board chair for the memorial. The people who were here 25 years ago and helped donate money to make it possible, it's rightful that we bring them back to celebrate 25 years of existence. President of the Memorial Phyllis Wilson praised General Vaught's dedication and talked about her history. She served in Vietnam. She served around the globe and retired in 1985. And just two short years later, she became president of the foundation that spent another decade raising the money to build what we're standing in today. Acacia James, WTOP News. It's 324. If you're transgender living in Maryland, there's a good chance that your ID doesn't reflect who you are. A local organization is trying to change that. Having an inaccurate identity document really prevents you from participating in public life. Lee Blender, co-founder and executive director of Trans Maryland. The Montgomery County native says Trans Maryland helps with the cost of a name or gender marker change and they help with what can be a difficult process. It really is essential for how people refer to you. It can help with legitimizing someone's identity to their family. After the name change, people really find it's a life-changing step. Stephanie Gaines Bryant, WTLP News. This is part of our continuing coverage of people making a difference in our community. To find out more, go to WTLP.com. Monday is the deadline to register to vote in Virginia. A Loudoun County leader wants to make sure everyone's votes count. Voting is sacrosanct to me. Loudoun County Board of Supervisors Chair Phyllis Randall sent an open letter to voters saying if you miss the deadline, you can register in person at a registrar or cast a provisional ballot on Election Day. But she points to last week's reports of delays in processing new voter registrations and updating existing ones. You have much less likelihood of having issues if you register to vote in advance. She says the surest way to avoid a potential headache is to check your voter registration status online. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. Money News at 25 and 55. Here's Bankrate.com's Mark Hamrick. Emergency savings in the pandemic era. I'm Mark Hamrick with a Bankrate.com Personal Finance Minute. Our new survey of Americans finds four in ten adults have enough savings to cover an unplanned expense of $1,000 or more. 44% of survey respondents have enough money saved to manage through this $1,000 emergency expense threshold. But the good news, this is the most or the highest percentage saying that they'd be able to cover the expense in eight years of our surveys. 44% this time around is up from 39% last year. So while the ability to cover an unplanned $1,000 expense from savings is the best we've seen over the past eight years, the reality is the majority of Americans still cannot get over that financial hurdle. Reliance on borrowing is still high, with more than one-third of households having to turn to a credit card, personal loan, or family or friends in the face of such unplanned expenses. I'm Mark Hamrick. Coming up after traffic and weather, the midterm election is less than a month away, and on Sunday we had some of the latest polling. We'll have an update next. It is 327.
The WTOP Charity of the Month for October is the Susan G. Komen Foundation. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another.